Welcome back to another episode of What About Dad? My name is Adarin with the help of my friend Jen. We'll be going over Winona Herbs, episode 202, Shed Your Skin. So sit back, relax, and ask yourself, hey, what about dad? So guys, this was another excellent, excellent episode. I was totally down for it. Let's get into it. I mean, Winona, this is a badass freaking main character. I'm so happy that it's not just, um, you know, a woman main character. It's just a good character. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm totally feeling this particular episode and the emotional journey that Emily has her going on. Um, she's really, really struggling right now, and it's actually kind of really awesome to see. What do you think about it, Jen? Um, I really find this character so fascinating. She has so many points to her. Uh, this episode, we see three major things in her life. One, she is um, mourning Willa. Two, she is lost without Dolls, who was both her lover and her leader last season. And three, she's kind of stepping out into this she's stepping she's moving towards a new villain that she doesn't quite understand it's ultimately going to be she's blindsided she's completely blindsided by everything that's going on with Waverly and so that to me is going to be the ultimate gut punch when that is revealed to her towards the latter half of the season exactly I mean I think that she has some really just cool stuff going on um her relationship between doc in this episode was really awesome because you know she's been juggling these two guys ultimately and you know what's great about the show is that even though there is a love triangle it's the show's not about the love triangle that just happens to be a dynamic within all three of those characters aspects um and her and doc were so amazing in this episode just being able to kind of have that fight but still show caring for each other and still show love. I thought that was fascinating. Um, the longing and the missing of dolls. Yes, Doc actually misses dolls too in a different, you know, kind of brotherly way. And, you know, it's like that what he says is you don't have to, you know, be sorry for loving him or, you know, you can kiss whoever you want, that kind of thing. He's like, it's cool. I understand that you care for this person, you know, and I think that's really important for Winona to hear and to coming from Doc but at the same time it's also very confusing because you know they're kind of like lovers so I don't know I just find it very Doc's uh, a lot of things to her you know in relation to her um I was oh yeah speaking to dolls you know he's such a huge force that's been plucked from this season and he he's someone whose presence is felt in every character and from a writing standpoint when you kill a character you make a character disappear or you take them off screen for a while that has to really propel the a storyline b and c and i feel like it's really really sending these characters down different threads different pathways and i feel like this the whole overarching uh the whole overarching plot line for this episode was that each character was individually individually distracted and we saw that mostly in Doc but we also see it in Winona as she's so distracted by what's in front of her she can't, doesn't see the issues arising in, in, in Waverly we see that in Waverly being distracted by her own plot point 
So I just, I think that that was the overarching message or underlying uh, theme of this episode. And I think that when you have such a conflicted character like Winona, this woman who's really had to deal with grief and um, who's really had to deal with killing her father, her sister, losing dolls, and she really has, she has nowhere left to go. And then, and then this character Doc, who is usually her rock, kind of like removes himself from the picture. It really challenges Winona to be a leader. And you see it in the dialogue as she's uh, talking to demons. You see, not only is she in conflict with the demons in the moment, but you also see she's in conflict with herself. She has a few lines where she's like, I'm a woman, I'm a strong woman, I could be a leader of this of this group. So I think the story for Winona this season is really her first accepting the fact that she's kind of like the new dolls, the new person who's going to be in charge of her own party of personalities uh, fighting these demons. And that is what she's reluctant to accept because it, it does mean accepting dolls as God. It does mean a new layer of responsibility for her. Last season we saw her really really fighting against the idea of being the white the Wyatt Earp's heir and now she's owned that but she also has to own she has to own what that means and pertains to all the people she still has left in her life so I just feel she's such a strong character and you know you have a great written a great great character when you're you're so absorbed by their conflict and plot lines and and you're not you know putting together ships in the background of, of background characters you're not distracted by what's happening in plot b and c more so than the main plot exactly and i think um what's really great in this episode too like i said is uh, doc you know he has his own thing going on he has nedley handing him the bar which even for him is more responsibility than he's kind of used to in that regard you know he likes to be outside of authority and stuff like that so the fact that he's kind of the man now of this bar you know is really interesting to see um they introduced a new character rosita played by tamara Duarte, and i mean she's gonna be i have a feeling she's gonna be very important a little later and stuff like that um we get this idea that you know her and doc have some history and you know, is she a prostitute? What's her thing? Why does she need protection? Um, that's going to be very entertaining to watch. I like the fact that she, she is some kind of biochemist or some kind of chemist. And instantly, it just gave me so many feels how Emily writes these smart, strong women. Yeah, they might have jacked up backgrounds, but they're not stupid, you know? And I really appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that... Um, they're kind of using the new characters, Jeremy, played by uh, Varun Sargana, um, and Tamara uh, Dewarty to kind of spread out like Waverly's, which she used to be. And I think that's smart. And I love the fact that they brought another smart, intelligent woman into the pact. I think that's just the coolest thing. Um, as far as Doc is concerned, I really can't wait to see what they're building underneath the bar. I think it's a lab to make more serum for doll for dolls um i think that you know that's something that is really cool about doc he's a man of many talents and he's secretive and you know him pushing wyanono away is very powerful not only for her but for him you know he loves her and he doesn't want to be second fiddle so he's giving her time to really get her mind together and her heart together and i think that's cool and i really love the the scene 
where they are fighting in the barn because it comes from this whole like you see Winona trying to be sexy and alluring and and he's like he knows what's gonna happen he knows why she's you know looking for that kind of comfort and he rejects her and then she gets upset he doesn't reject her too harshly he's just like no you know you know I don't want to kiss you and you know I don't want to kiss unless you know you have to get the acceptance and stuff of that and her getting upset about it was so crazy and kind of cool to see or just like this hurt little girl you didn't see this woman being rejected you saw this little girl being rejected who just wants to be loved and held at the moment you know and I found that very powerful so I really love what they're doing with Doc I love the fact that he doesn't have a hat and that's kind of a joke and I love the fact that Emily puts that in because it's not just a uh, a Doc holiday kind of thing it really is the fandom you know there's Twitters about Doc's hat and Doc's stash and stuff like that and I think it's funny that you know it's missing so uh, that's a pretty cool thing when it comes to um, Doc uh, anything, did you want to say anything about Doc? Or? Yeah, I was going to say, I, my guess about the character that was introduced to by Doc, uh, Rosarita, I, I feel like she's somebody Ro from... Rosita. Rosita. <laughs> uh, Rosarita. I feel like she's somebody from Doc's past, uh, who he knew. Um, and you brought this up, that she could be somebody, because he ran a brothel in another life, or I suppose in like, prior years. And uh, it sounds like she sh could have been somebody from that world. So it would be really interesting to see if she knows something of the history of him prior to showing up and uh, being in relation with Winona. So I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what her backstory is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and going on to other, you know, people who were totally stoked about. I want to talk about her separate from her ship and that's Nicole Hot. Um, I feel like they're making the groundwork very very nice for her. They're laying the groundwork for her character and it's exciting. The thing that really gets us especially you know trying to get a gay couple or whatever on TV is that it's always like oh we're gay we're a couple and that's it. And you know Supergirl was doing this with Maggie and Alex where it was going really well. They seem to have a strong actual relationship but at the end of the day they were still like the gay couple you know what I'm saying with way hot it's Waverly and Nicole separate that we love and then them together yes of course we can fangirl but we still love the connection because it's doing more now Nicole she's starting to show that she's more than just the girlfriend she's more than just the local cop you know and I think that's great I really see, because she's outside the black badge, I really see dolls coming to utilize her utilize her and her skills. You know, the one thing I want to see is Nicole becoming more of an agent. I want to see, does she figure out that there's something wrong with her girlfriend? I want to see, um, does she try to uh, go outside and do other, solve other crimes? If you're on Twitter, there's a... Uh, uh, page called purgatory case files check it out i'll put the link down below it is so much fun it's nicole's police officer database and you see videos and you see archives and you see her going through a crime scene so we are getting a little bit more backstory on nicole outside of the show which i think is a fun thing to do i really believe that dolls 
is going to utilize her. He deputized her. And I don't know if you guys knew this or noticed this. In season one, Dolls and Nicole really do have a kind of a relationship because he's the first one that saw her love for Waverly. He's the first one who always kind of caught the glances and he saw that and she saw him see that, you know, and I think that's going to be a really fun pairing. And I'm excited for that. You know, I think that's going to be great. I think it's almost kind of painful to, f to watch Nicole right now because I feel like we've all been there, you know, like she's, she, I feel like I could really relate to her. I feel like she's gone through this huge story arc in season one where she went from being, you know, a sheriff to being involved in this with these really interesting, cool people who ha had a, another level of, um, they were, they were, they had another, another level of intelligence and they were, you know, and she discovered at the end of the finale of season two, she discovered this whole other level of like demon warfare that was taking place in purgatory whilst everybody else is going about their day-to-day -day business. And for her, I think she has this major hero complex and for her to be left out of the fight is so difficult it's and it's and then she gets this promotion and it's not just about a job it's about being a part of a group it's about being a part of this greater secret that she was on the outside of for all of season one and all through season one she knew something was up she knew something was weird when when uh doc finally told her what exactly was up she was like oh that makes so much sense so it's she's ready she's the most ready person for this assignment that there's ever been. She's so ready for this promotion, but she's just being made to wait and kind of finds herself back in that day-to-day -day dealing with real people problems. And it's just, it's kind of hard, you know? I can understand. It's kind of hard to go from having a job that is kind of regular, seeing a job that you really, really want and something that you might be truly great at and having to uh, wait for that to come to you. So I see that. It's almost like the superhero um, thing where, you know, kind of like Jimmy, hopefully it doesn't go that way, mm -mm. and Supergirl, he was so upset that everybody around him was more powerful, you know? It's those that kind of thing where anytime you have the one person without superpowers, they can start getting bummed out because they're not included, you know? But with her, I feel like Nicole has the option of, like, she has the skills to be just as good, to know just as much as these people but for some reason she's still in the outs and that's what's kind of damaging to one's own ego, you know? I think you have to walk a fine line with her too because I think it's one thing to keep her out of the fray for a couple of episodes, but pacing wise, I think it could become slow having to wait mm -hmm. for her, you know, because she is worthy. And I think that's maybe the underlying question, you know, why am I not worthy enough for this? And I think this is something that you know she's in conflict with Waverly over slightly about in this episode but not really mm -hmm. it's more of a self conflict you know she's been pre preparing for this battle she's the best person to fight it alongside of Winona and um, she just hasn't been picked for the team so I would say the pacing of the storyline I kind of want it to go a little quicker because I, I don't I already saw her I already know what it looks like for Nicole to be on the outside and not know everyone's secret I'm ready to see her moving towards um you know the crime the detective being in the middle of the fray and i think that that might motivate her you know 
we, you talked about it being dolls, the person to use her on somebody as a source, a resource. But I think she and herself is going to find the motivation. To quote, to quote Supergirl, she's going to be her own hero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lordy. But yes, that's the thing. And I do believe that she could eventually do that, you know, and I... I just really like where they're laying the foundation for this character because she's becoming more than just a, a girlfriend or the gay character, you know, and I think that's great. Also, I love, you know, I'll tie it a little bit to the way hot. I love that they fight over normal stuff. They're not fighting over being gay or, or jealousy or stupidity or something like that. They're fighting over careers. They're fighting over, you know, livelihood. That's what's more interesting than fighting over another girl or something petty or something like that so I think that's really kind of um, fun now before I move on to Waverly because I do want to talk about them separate and then we will talk about them together I do want to bring up Jeremy once again played by Varen uh, Saragana I really 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 like the fact that they're spreading Waverly's talent out because she has a bigger story arc right now she was the comic relief the sidekick the nerdy you know, scientist-y kind of person. What I love about this is that they've given it to Jeremy. He's kind of now that science guy. They've also given it to Rosita, who's also a biochemist, so she's smart. She's just not in the group yet. And Waverly is able to go and still do other stuff. She's able to help Winona when it's just her Winona. She can be the scientist. We saw her dissecting the uh, spider eggs, you know? But when she's too busy to do that, or she's gooverly, as everybody's calling her, you know, Jeremy steps in and is going to be that new comic relief. He's the new innocence. Waverly isn't as innocent as she was season one. So we need a new innocence. Jeremy is the new, the new one. You know, he's the, he's the fetus. I think what you're alluding to is he's like the, he's the new person entering this world for the first time. He's the, he's the new fish or the, the fish out of water entering this um the world and so everything is shiny bright and and it's their way and they use it to expand the world in, in an essence and um one of the things i really enjoyed about jeremy and the last podcast i kind of harped on him because i didn't love the way he was introduced but what i enjoyed about him was i like the humor that was written into this episode i like the running joke between winona and jeremy where she's like every time she's in the shower or like naked he happens to be in the room and then i love that little line that winona has after he's caught her like a few times she's like i'm gonna wait until you're in the shower and then i'm gonna be the only person in the room staring at you she like <laughs> she like throws it back at him and i just i love that humor i thought it was great i thought it was i like that relationship between winona and jeremy it's great that that whole actual scene was really funny because then he goes you know i have an inverted nipple and like she kind of just like looks like okay and kind of shoes it off but the next kind of funny line because they started talking about something else and then when he wasn't paying attention she goes okay little itty bitty titty or something like yeah. that like i feel like the whole joke was written great. so she could write the word itty bitty titty into the episode. <laughs> yes. she went a long way know, to get that it's called goal it's called goals yeah. and i love the fact that jeremy has a man crush on doc holiday i mean who wouldn't but, like, I really think that's great. He's like, can I wait for him outside? He's like a puppy. Yeah. So, and I like how Doc just kind of looks at him like, uh, yeah, I guess, okay. It's it's, you know? it's, it's the Jeremy Doc man crush. And then you got yeah. the Supergirl win Superman man crush. <laughs> I love exactly. the man crushes. They're so cute. Yeah. 
and I can't wait. Um, I think I kind of have a feeling, and just because it'd be super cute, and you, I haven't seen this a lot in TV shows yet or in a while. I would love to see Jeremy end up with Rosita. I know that sounds weird, but like she's a biochemist. She's smart. He's smart. He's nerdy as all hell, and she's super hot. Eventually, they're gonna get together because we see in the picture where it's all three of them hiding behind the desk. You know, Jeremy's probably going to be brought into whatever Doc's got going on and vice versa. And I just feel like it'll be that, you know, he'll think she's cute or whatever. And she's like, yeah, don't talk to me. And then eventually there's going to be a chemistry. I just feel like those two characters, the way they've set them up, might be super compatible. And that'll be super cute to ship. The word, I was going to say, I think the word for it is you ship it, Adair. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do ship it. I think it's adorable. <laughs> Um, it really is, you know, I'm like, good for these new characters coming in and just like giving it to us. Speaking of another character, because I really want to like get to Way Hot and um, Waverly, but before I forget, the high school friend, God, I cannot remember the actress's name or the character name, to be quite honest, but we know who we're talking about in the episode. She is so sassy and I like the fact that she has a history with Winona. We see her in the next episode as well, kind of being the, the school leader at this reunion thing so i kind of wonder if she's gonna become a, uh not a reoccurring character but just someone we see oh i guess reoccurring yeah seeing her ever so often and i like the fact that she has a little bit of a jealousy of how pretty winona is and she's always like god you're so hot oh my god you got so much hotter and i think that's so funny you know because like apparently winona being the town pariah and that girl was apparently the town whore you know <laughs> it just kind of cracks me up that there, there's that friendship well i just hope they don't turn her into a monster or make her a villain i i i, I like her and i'd like to see her um her be developed and i was going to speak to what you're talking about the town it just like clicked in but um the idea that that's the one i think that's one criticism i do have for the overall show it's that i feel like we're so deep in this second layer of demon agency black badge warfare that i feel like we're losing a sense of what purgatory is which is a small town with like hokey characters you know and i feel like we've been so deep in this other world that sits beneath it that we're losing a sense yeah. of the town and a lot of like last season you had characters like gus and champ who gave you a sense of the small town and neely and this season we don't really have that as much and i think that she kind of brings us back to the pedestrian world and i think that we need a connection to the pedestrian world or else it's like a little bit too far down the rabbit hole yes you know in this like demon versus demon hunter world and it kind of takes us out of reality exactly so i think we need her yeah, no, and I think it's great, you know, and there's going to be some comic relief there. I think, once again, she'll kind of be the audience seeing things because she now knows that this world exists. She even says, I believed you. I just didn't, I was too afraid to say it, you know, so that's going to be fun. And I also want to see Winona with a friend, you know, she has dolls, docs, they're all friends and everything like that, but they're all so involved a friend she doesn't bang it, pretty much no banging for this i mean i wouldn't be mad if they I mean, did she it could. but <laughs> also kind of like how um rachel what is her last name scarston yes scarston thank you how they kind of had a friendship too like a kind of a connection 
going I on. I think Winona, Winona Liza connection. Yeah. You know, I just feel like Winona is searching for a friend other than her sister and Doc Dolls and all them. So I think that'd be good. Even like her relationship with Nicole before Nicole started becoming, uh, you know, in relationship with her sister. They had that moment where they were drinking on the floor in season one and kind of just talking it out. I think Winona is looking for that friendship, you know, and somebody to to get her, you know. So moving on to Waverly. Gonna, I was going to say she's going to need a friend for when she finds out what Waverly really is. I mean, guys, <laughs> I mean, really, Waverly is Gooverly. She touched the goo and... I think, you know, so far we're trying to figure out what she is, what is triggering the goo, because she'll be normal and then all of a sudden out of nowhere turn goo. I think it's um, the, her base instincts are what's turning her into goo, like a gooverly, if you will. Uh, the idea of like after she had sex with Nicole, she got hungry. Of course, you want to eat. Well, instead of eating, she had a spider. That's It got triggered by hunger. That was she, creepy. It was creepy. She got angry or scared i would say she got scared of that beast eating her and jeremy in the lab and that thing got triggered out of her fear and then she ended up being like a badass um you know when once again adrenaline when she first touched the goo and she turns around and we see the gun we think she's gonna shoot one owner or doc turns out she was shooting for the beast that was behind them so it's like a adrenaline it's it's all on her base instincts you know and i think that's really something to watch out for yeah i it's just it's a little wild um oh also guys check this out so they had an entertainment weekly uh article with emily andreas and she kind of talks about when uh winona and she talks about a lot about waverly and what's going on and the one thing i really liked that she said was the goo inside of her is going to be a big deal. It might not be a big deal yet, but it's going to be. And also it's a predator and it's an alpha. So that's going to be really interesting to see coming out of Waverly, you know? Um, I think it's also going to kind of flip up our idea of Waverly. So I've had this theory for a while and I just want to see if it works. JC... He was some kind of mysterious guy. I say he's very trick-like. If you watch Lost Girl, he reminds me of that kind of guy. Um, says to Winona, Purgatory is a place where they capture souls, and it's also a sanctuary. So a sanctuary means you're protecting something, okay? I believe that uh, Waverly might be some type of angel or some type of good entity or thing. Um, that looks human. That's why she's so pure and blah, blah, blah. So this goo taking over her, her soul or whatever it is might, you know, affect her, her being, you know, but I think that it's going to be very interesting to see this good and light kind of battle within her the whole time. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about it? I think that, uh, Waverly is, I think that. Waverly, I, I like that. I like that prediction that she's an angel of sorts. But I think that Winona, regardless of what she is, isn't going to take it well. And I think that it's a matter of time. And I think that there's going to be a real rift between, this is my own TV prediction, a rift between Waverly and Winona by the end of the season over this gooiness. 
Yeah, and I can't wait to see if, like, like I said, Nicole, if she figures it out. I mean, she slept with her, she's been with her, like, she loves her, and I want to see, will she figure out that there's something really wrong with her, you know? I have a feeling that in the next episode, because she's kind of acting erratically in public, that Nicole might get something of a, you know, a bug. I, I think it's, it's going to be, a, something is going to happen that's going to trigger that primal animalisticness within her that's going to trigger her she's going to go black eyes right in front of nicole or nicole might be in trouble or something right or she's going to go primal in front of nicole and she'll she'll know you know she went primal in front of jeremy you know i wonder how much of that he's aware of Remember? Uh, well he definitely didn't i mean he saw it. he was like what was that or how'd you do that but i don't yeah, think he, he saw, saw something well he didn't see her eyes turn black but he did see her you know dominate this this so creature so i'm sure based on i was gonna say based on television deduction i think jeremy finds out first and then nicole finds out what do you think um i think that they won't have a minor character figure it out first because it'll be too not dumbing down of the main characters but all the main characters are able to figure it out themselves i think jeremy might subconsciously know but not be like oh i figured it out he might just oh, be let like, me clarify. I think he'll see it first, witness it first, and know something's off with her, and she'll probably be like, "Hey, don't say anything." Uh, she's trying to figure it out. I would just say throwing that out no, there. I would I say maybe. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Um, she'll appear before him again. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, I I think it'll be interesting whenever it does happen, and um, yeah, I I just love the fact that also her journey to figuring out is she herb and stuff like that. I like that. You know, we don't know right now. She doesn't know right now. She's not going to tell Way oh, Winona until she knows because she doesn't want to freak her out. But I think that's going to be so fun. And I feel like that might be also a way to bring Bobo back in uh, flashbacks or stuff like that. Because, you know, Bobo's in hell, but he might have something to do a lot with that backstory. He said he took her as a baby or he was going to take Willa or he wanted to take the baby, but he wasn't able to he wanted to take Waverly so he's always watched out for Waverly so I think that will be interesting also she said Bobo will there's a side to Bobo that would never lie to me and I wonder why like we love that connection between Bobo and Waverly so I would love to kind of see the backstory of like why he's so invested in her and why he even went out of his way to tell her that was it Bobo's her daddy. you know was it maniacal was it something else who she's knows? not in her. She's a Bobo baby. <laughs> that would be wild. Prediction. Wild prediction out of wild card prediction. Well, hey, that'd be actually that would actually be kind of cool because if she you is Bobo's baby, they would understand why the goo is taking a hold of her so much. Or who knows? Who actually knows? But um, what was your? Also, you... uh, just took. Uh, I just had a. Oh, I just had a brain like. Oh, I know, I saw okay. that. Uh, right, right. You saw the ping. Um, it was like a like a light bulb went over my head. So last week I talked about on the podcast how when Wynonna was around Waverly, she was heated and she had to take off her jacket, even though outside it was like a freaking blizzard and bank, like Canada snow, yeah, zero degrees. Um, I also was watching the pilot again, and one of the things I noticed was that the first demon she really really kills Wynonna with her peacemaker gun. He touches Peacemaker, and no, he isn't even around. He's near Peacemaker, and he starts to get, like, really, really hot and sizzle and fry, fry up like an egg. So I definitely think this heat connection to demons is there. Also, there was another connection to um, 
when when in this episode when Winona was um she was hunting she was she was in the room and that big black monster was running around behind her mm-hmm. uh I noticed that her breath got cold there so I just think there's a weird temperature thing happening yeah and that's a lot that happens in um you know cults and demonic stuff when there's when ghosts it gets cold and blah 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 so yeah I can totally see that um let's get into real quick way hot all I gotta say is thank you I like the fact that Nicole asked for consent I like the fact that it wasn't super graphic I like the fact that Nicole lifted Waverly that was my pearls my pearls um I love the fact that the two actors, okay, this is my thing, guys. As an actor, you can find connections with another actor. It's fine. But sometimes it's hard, especially in the love scene or, you know, when you're being very vulnerable. I think that Kate and Dominique are doing such an amazing job connecting to each other. And I think it's because they have a love and a friendship that's really, like, true and honest that they play it so well. Because there's kissing and there's holding fine but like when Kate does like the nose nuzzling and when they take moments to be close to each other's mouths but just like breathe without kissing they're just like connecting that's crazy to watch it looks so good and it looks so honest it doesn't look like two straight women who are like playing gay you know and it's hard for some people to really you know make it believable and they really really do and I love their connection because it does have a foundation of friendship to it it has a friendship uh, a connection of um, flirtiness and appreciation and respect you know and so I really enjoy that you know I love how Nicole's like kind of says stop 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 wait are you sure and she's like yeah I like you you know you're fun and for some reason when Dominique said that I felt like she kind of nods to Kate, like, are you ready for this? Because let's be honest, guys, as a fandom, as soon as we saw that, we all played it like a thousand times. We all wrote gifs and gifs and we did, you know, all these memes and everything about that moment because it was so big for us. But could you imagine the actresses who are carrying the mantle of being this ship? It was just that moment of, are you ready? Yep, here we go. And they fully dove in. And that's what we saw, you know. I cannot wait to see how they act after this. You know, we saw Waverly downstairs get all gooverly and eat the spider. But we don't know what Nicole. I wonder what Nicole eats after. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder she, what her post-sex snacks are. I have a feeling Nicole ate, ate plenty. So she might be oh full. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you have to be that person. Hey, oh, that. I was, like, thinking, like, Lucky Charms, oatmeal. <laughs> but like you're like I feel like she would eat eggs and bacon <laughs> I don't know why I feel like she'd go for like you know the chips or some, some you know rice rolls <laughs> <laughs> rice I'm so done with you rice rolls checks mix but you know anyways I love that also the only thing that was super distracting to me in that scene because you would go Adair how are you distracted when clearly that was happening well I'll tell you kids the reason I was distracted was continuity. It was a bit of the script supervisor's fault and a bit of the editor's fault. So for those people who don't know what a script supervisor is out there, 
they are the ones who do continuity they do the timing of the script they make sure actors have their lines they pretty much keep everybody's notes in order and keeps the flow going right so when Waverly's on the bed talking to Nicole when she first comes in you see a curtain that she's post you know she's pulling putting up a blue curtain and you know Nicole's like oh that's a cool curtain whatever then we look at Nicole and she's standing by the window and there's no curtain the blue curtain is off that happens the entire scene if you look in the background it's like curtain on curtain off curtain on curtain off that means that the editor well technically first the script supervisor did not see that the two takes that they did or the different takes that they did were not consistent the the curtain was still messed up and nobody fixed it nobody saw it and here's the thing they cut every take and you're supposed to the director and the script supervisor look at the monitors that they have just to review that shit <laughs> exactly exactly there's people who look and go did that look good it looked great and this is why i say it's also the editors the editor chose these particular angles without looking and saying oh that curtain's not there oh that curtain's there that curtain's not there they should have been like mm, well let me try to find takes that are consistent but i mean also they could have been like fuck it these are the best takes yeah i was thinking that curtain be damned you know but yeah. that just means that people need to pay attention more you know if you're watching, it shows you where they stopped and started the scene, too, where they're like, okay, stand on your mark right here and begin. And then you can see the next scene where the curtain is, and another is either up or down. You're like, okay, they shot up to this point, and then they stopped, and then they got on a different mark and shot a different Yeah, angle. they definitely do. They, they definitely do different angles because you have your coverage, you have your two shot, and then your coverage is pretty much over somebody's shoulder. So you can see their face, like Nicole. And, um,. The two shot is when you see both of them standing in the same frame together. And then you have just a solo shot of like Waverly. You have a solo shot of Nicole. So they did that scene probably like five or six times, guys. So it just know that the editing and stuff is very, very difficult. But um, as far as this episode, there were spiders. There were ghosts. I, I like the overall thing that they have going on and the big bad setup for whatever the spiders were protecting. Um, I think that's going to be quite uh quite action-packed well, if you will i i what i like about way hot is i think okay i want to speak to way hot and i also want to speak a little to soundverse for a second um i want to speak to way hot being that what they do really well is that they have created a slow natural buildup. yeah they've created a slow natural buildup for this relationship and i wanted to just bring this up the idea of Sandverse, that's another show that's uh, uh, that's another show that's doing, um, that has another same-sex couple. And I was thinking of, you know, bringing this up, maybe you and I could do another video on it where we speak to the representation of same-sex couples in shows. So if this is something you'd be interested in, leave a message in the comments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because there's so much going on right now in the LGBT, it's Pride Month, and I think it'd be really kind of... Nifty I think looking at, at at couples in, in in television how they're being portrayed. Really, last year it was a tough year for 2016. A lot of like a lot of lesbian characters died. <laughs> how is it changing in 2017? And with these two couples, how has that representation gotten better? Exactly, exactly. So, you guys, if you want to you know chat with us, make sure to head over to Twitter. Our handle is what about underscore dat. 
Um, let us know what you thought about this episode and what you're excited about. What are your theories? What do you think is going to happen within this lore? Um, if anybody's reading the comics, let us know, you know. I want to know your guys' idea, uh, your uh, thoughts about that. And um, I'll put the Entertainment Weekly link at the bottom, as well as the Purgatory Case Files that are on Twitter. Um, I think those are two really fun things. And yeah, so make sure you guys uh, hit us up. And you can listen to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us, download us, bring us with you to your to the gym, put us in your ears. Oh, yeah. Oh, and guys, make sure you hit that bell icon because that lets you know when we have our uh, uploads and everything like that. Also, you know, we still do some uh, Supergirl videos and we're going to be doing Orange soon. And we will have our uh, Wonder Woman recap eventually. So, um, yeah, just make sure you hit that bell icon so you can see us, you know. And hear us and be around us because we love to hear from you guys. Um, so thanks for listening and have a good one, guys. Bye.